Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. We live in an interesting age, and it's ours. Aren't you grateful? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You know, the scripture is not hard to understand. We overcomplicate things because we actually, because we try to, uh, we, we tend to try and mix the, our own opinions with scripture. And that's where we get in trouble um, at times. Or we, we exalt things in our lives, uh, whether it be in the natural or in our soul realm, that shouldn't be exalted or in the spirit realm above God in his word. And so we got to be careful about that. But we live in good times. You know, if you want, I know there's a lot of good news out there, okay? There's a lot of garbage news too. You know, I loved uh, President Trump calling the news media fake news all the time. Now they're trying to adopt it, you know, like sometimes I watch commercials that come on, you know, when I'm watching important shows like Shark Tank. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you, th- did you think I prayed in the spirit and just <laughs> levitated at home all the time or something? <laughs> no, I live in the same world you do. You know, sometimes you got to re- just watch something that's, you know, goofball. Anyway, uh, so this cur- commercial comes on and it's, um, I'm not going to tell you who the news is. My, ki- my kids and I, we're not going to say those cuss words in our church, so... <laughs> Uh, this person comes on and says, you know, we're a news, you know, uh, outlet. We just bring the news, just the facts. We are not, you know, they're not partisan. They're not, you know, and all this. And I'm sitting there thinking, you lying, fork tongue, fang, l- deceptive spirit of antichrist. You know what I mean? We, no, it, they, they make this statement, you know, no one's opinion will be uh, talked over or suppressed. <laughs> I love it. Oh, lie you fry. <laughs> but the spirit of Antichrist, and it's, manif- it's trying to manifest itself, it's manifested itself through a lot of different ways through the years. Um, and it's, it's always, the spirit of Antichrist is always going to find an avenue. Okay, always, because every, every person here and every person in the world we live in have free wills. And as long as there is free will, you're going to have uh, things that come to you and stuff that you're going to deal with that is of, not of Christ. Does that make sense? So that's never going to, that's not going to end until we're out of here. Okay? Um, when Christ is ruling and reigning, then that will be taken care of. Okay? In that sense. So we need to realize this and not allow those things to get us upset. In a, in, a, in a wrong way, I should say it that way, 
okay? We, we don't want to allow things to, to get us upset in a wrong way. There's a, there's, a, there's a righteous upset, indignation, okay, that we have. But so quickly, things can get out of balance. And part of, part of, I'll just say this. The Spirit of God is manifesting in the earth in a powerful way. Um, you know, okay, I'm going to say this, and so I want you to hear it, okay? And don't just throw it out. We're actually not praying for a move of God. We're praying from one. Okay, now sometimes, because Pentecostal groups, you know, you get, and spirit-filled groups, we all have these things that have that have been given to us, and they're not wrong, okay? It's not, not even, I would never correct you if you came up to me and said, man, we're believing God for a move of God, you know? I wouldn't even, I'm not going to, because I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Sometimes, especially in the word of faith, you can really get, man, they get legalistic, the confession police, you know what I mean? But there's a good side to it, you know, you just got to be careful. So, and be aware but we're praying from one. You say, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that, and uh, years, I, I heard Andrew Womack say this years ago, that faith, he said, doesn't move God. Now, you say that in groups, and they go, oh, heresy. But what he's saying is, God moved and decided to move before you and I were ever here. So let me just ask you this question, and we're not going to take this too far, but I want you to understand this, just this thought here, this truth. How many were here to believe for the Messiah when he came? So did your faith move him? So what moved him? I know, it's a great question, isn't it? Love, and then he supplied grace. God moved for our salvation before anyone was on the planet. We're walking in the, in the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In the uh, dispersion, the... Uh, release of what was already done in advance. So, is God generally aware of what's going on in the earth right now? Now watch. I love this about the predestination scriptures. I don't have time to teach on that, but there's a teaching on the website. If you go to, uh, if you search in the sermons tab and you just put in will or free will, it'll bring up the series we did on it, which the Lord really helped us understand some of these things. In God's foreknowledge, he knew when you would be attacked with depression. And so he provided a grace that we access by faith for the time we're in right 
but he did it in advance. So even when we're requesting of the Lord, which is not wrong, it's not wrong to request from the Lord. He, you know, people have said, you know, if he has to make a body part, he will. And I understand what they're saying. What they're saying is God's heart is that way. If he, if there was something, but he is the, you know, he's the original prepper. You know what I mean? You understand what I mean by that? In other words, he knew and provided in advance for your full deliverance and healing. And your spiritual growth. So, that being said, what's the point? The point is this. The Spirit of God's already moving here. He's already moving in billings. Do you know how many generations have been praying for a move of God in this area? And the Lord told me the other day, he said, stop. He said, you can pray from it. He said, but act like you're in it. We're in it. That's why I declare before the service, bodies will be healed. People will be set free. I'm not just saying it because I don't know what to do. You know, like I got to come up with something. If I don't come up with something, the people will think I'm unorganized. I'll just help you. He's organized, and we're living in it. So um, even, even in healing, deliverance, those type of things, or whatever the, whatever the oppression of the enemy is, there's a provision already made. We are, rece- we are taking it to ourselves by faith. This is the wonderful thing about grace. It's God's full hand. Come on. You are not going to God, and he's going, oh, oh, you, you, you what? You, you have a bill due, and I, uh, guys, where are we going to get the money? Where, 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 where? Take out a loan. <laughs> the Lord's, take out, a, we need to take out a loan. The angels are going, from who? Who, who, who are we going to take it out from? <laughs> no, no, he already knew about the bill in advance. Come on, he knew about it before you tied and thought you couldn't. Or gave, whatever you want to say. Amen? Okay, so he has that supply. So the move of God is already here. And people say, well, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? I got to know my purpose. I got to know my purpose. Your first purpose is to be in fellowship with him. And out of that, you won't have a problem finding what he wants you to do. You won't. Now, the struggle or the fight you're going to find is whether you're going to listen or not. Just the truth. Will you do it? Well, it's not what I thought. Oh, if we were all left to our thoughts. <laughs> right? If we were all left to our, our opinions. Trouble. I know, I know there's, you know, people sometimes will... We're, we're going to pound a truth in you. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. But we need to get this thinking right here. People sometimes will, I, I've heard this through the years uh, as, a, as a minister with other ministers and had a minister tell me one time, or a, a, actually a family friend, and he was talking about uh, their pastor and really loved their pastor, you know. And he made the statement, he said, he's smarter than all three of us combined. And I appreciate education. I mean, I appreciate IQ. 
Um, it's not that we should try to be stupid. I don't think that's the, that's not the goal. You know what I mean? You know, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, not the removal. <laughs> right? We've said that before. Right? So God, God, God wants us to think. But guys, do, are we really that smart? I mean, you, I know people, people say, well, they have a photographic memory. So what is that compared to God? We need to stop being impressed by things that aren't of God. Or even putting our trust in them. How many have realized in this last few years that those in authority and those that are not don't always have your good in mind? But there is one who does. And we all can make mistakes. It's not a matter of condemning somebody. It's just the reality of what are we putting our trust in. I think about everything that as far as the church is concerned, and I'm speaking to the church right now, about everything that we have put our trust in has been shaken. And then you find out where your trust is. Right? I will just say this. As long as the enemy is running around the earth and he's got the lease on this thing, you cannot just blindly trust everybody. You have to know the Lord. So part of spiritual growth is personal responsibility, right? And that's what we've been talking about. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 1 says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Verse 2. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, verse 3, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? We looked at this actually two weeks ago. Verse 4 says, for when one says, I am of Paul, and another says, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? And we're talking about, we're actually getting into, and we, we, we'll, we will more as we get through this, but emotional stability. In other words, the series is in your control, and it's dealing with your feeling. How many realize this, that your feelings are not God? But listen to me, they were given by God. So you got to understand that. Well, I just feel like they don't like me. So? What does that mean? So let's just say, you know, people will get it justified. You know, the person says, yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> oh, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> we crumble, right? People crumble. Even if they don't, it's not that we don't care about the person. But what does that have to do with walking in the Spirit? We still have a responsibility to walk from the fruit of the Spirit. And you say, is this really important? You know, I mean, I just want to see uh, miracles, signs, and wonders. You can't function effectively and in long term 
in the blessings of God without the stability of maturity. You know, your gift will take you before great men, but your character will hold you there. Come on, we see it. Every so many years, a big mega church or some famous preacher does something they shouldn't, and what? Down they go. That's why I like slow, steady, I shouldn't say slow necessarily, but steady, consistent, well-paced growth versus kaboom. Amen? So in order to grow up spiritually, there must be a personal decision made by every believer to act on the knowledge they have received from the ministry of the Word of God. Spiritual growth is not automatic. It requires... It requires us to engage in the process. Part of growing up spiritually is learning to deal with our emotions. The scripture gives us the knowledge we need to recognize and, I'm going to say it, control our emotions. Emotional stability, listen carefully, emotional stability is a sign of spiritual maturity. Okay, emotional stability is a sign of what? Spiritual maturity. In other words, when somebody else gets mad, you don't match them. Right? People are going, well, no. (laughs) Well, that's all right. I mean, you're at where you're at. But this is why the Lord brings it forth, right? Come on, you ever heard, you heard, I shared this before, but I'll share it again. There was a minister who was uh, driving to a meeting. He had, there was another car that he had uh, another driver in that was driving uh, some people with them. And the guy that was uh, uh, driving the other vehicle was newly saved. And somebody cut him off in traffic. And there was some sort of exchange going on. And the minister thought, oh, no, that's not good. And so this other vehicle uh, that was with him took off, and the minister's like, catch up to that vehicle. So they find both vehicles on the side of the road. Come on. How many of you watched a YouTube video? I mean, it's amazing what people will do when they're mad. It's like, you know, whenever I see a vehicle with a lot of dents in it, sorry if yours has it, I kind of back away. You know, I just slow down because I'm like, well, obviously they don't care, you know, Maybe about what their vehicle looks like. So, <laughs> or maybe they get mad and they're like, I don't care. It's bumper cars now. Wham! You know what I mean? <laughs> so this guy that was traveling with this minister was just, he beat up the other guy on the side of the road. So the minister got out, you know, and people think it's unredeemable. Oh, no, it's not. You just didn't use your fist when you did it. Or I. Your windshield, though, if we could play it back, rewind. Okay, anyway, so, (laughs) learning to walk in the Spirit. Glory to God. We control ourselves. So he, the minister gets out of the car and he's walking, and that gentleman that was his driver is coming back, and he says, praise God, pastor. He's going, praise God. He said, I did not cuss once. (laughs) You know, some growth, you know, you mean, you gotta, you gotta recognize those things, you know, 
That's spiritual development. There's some more stability that needs to take place. But hey, I mean, he didn't cuss. You know, I mean, at least the other guy's not dead. You know, they'll heal. I'm not condoning that, just in case you're wondering. Obedience to the word of God should not be looked at as earning something from God, but rather activating the grace of God in our lives that was provided in the resurrection of Christ. So when I walk in emotional stability, how can I do that? Because I have the spirit of self, which is a greater truth than my impatience at the moment. Right? It's a greater truth. So what is Paul saying here? What do we know? Let's skip all the way down to verse 3. Or did we look at verse 3? We ended at verse 4, right? But I'm going to go back to verse 3 real quick and just look at this and read it. First, uh, three, 1 Corinthians 3.3, 3, the New Living says this, For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? There should be something different that, with us than just, yeah, when I die, I'm going to heaven. When you were born again, heaven came into you. Your destination is heaven when you're done. But you have a nature in you that gives you the ability to control yourself. So say it with me. Say, I have the ability to control myself. You're going to have to say that a lot. Are you like me? I mean, I got to say that daily, right? I have the ability to control myself. So Romans 13, 14 says this in the Passion Translation, instead, fully immerse yourself into the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and don't even waste a moment's thought on your former identity to awaken its selfish desires. Or, as it says in the New King James Version, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Come on, we talked about this in the transition. What do we do for the spirit of heaviness? We put on the garment of praise. So what do you do for emotional instability? You put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, who is the Lord Jesus Christ in you? He is the spirit of the resurrection. What is the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Well, I just don't feel like it. Congratulations. You now know the difference between spirituality and carnality. And really it hinges on one, one little line. Choice. Your free will. If they cuss at me one more time, I'm going to buy their lunch. <laughs> Go ahead, cuss me out. I'm going to give you 10 bucks. Come on. Well, you don't know where I came from. You swing on me. I'll give you my other cheek. You know, people say, well, I only have two of them. Yeah, unless you count the other cheeks, you know. Sitting. 
You carnal thinkers, all you. Okay. <laughs> now in the first, we talked about this before, but in verse 1, that word carnal means they can't help it. But in verse 3, it means they can. So what is Paul saying? You're, if you read this, sometimes it's kind of blind to us, but if you look in the original, you'll see Paul saying you're choosing not to grow up. Come on, how many have done that in an area of your life? I've done that. Because you just don't want to have to deal with it. But you need to. Just go ahead and be honest with yourself. And deal with it. Amen? So, verse 4, he says, For when one says, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos. So, what does this say to us today? Come on, pick your favorite preacher. Well, I only can listen to. We got to be careful. Amen? I'm not saying you have to agree with everything. But just be careful. I have to be careful where my heart attitude is. Right? This is what Doug Jones was talking about when he was here. The fact that he would, you know, at, at Bible college, you know, you pick your favorite preachers. Especially when you're there and you don't have a clue and you don't know this verse. But I mean, there are ones that may minister to you more than others, but you don't turn off the word of God coming out of someone's mouth because they don't deliver it the way your favorite preacher does. Because that's a sign of spiritual immaturity. See, a mature person won't go to uh, uh, someone's house that invited them to eat and the food is set before them and they go, oh, I don't like chicken. How come you invited me over for chicken? A mature person eats. And while we're on the subject, you should teach your kids to do the same. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I've watched parents. Well, if you don't like it, sweetie, you don't have to eat it. My, I got my hide tanned. <laughs> You know, the, the first thing that you start, you know, something's put down in front of your kid and you know they don't necessarily like it and their face starts to curl. <laughs> if you train them right, I said right, you'll teach them to eat things. Yeah, well. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. The mature laborer for Christ does not involve himself in party dissension. The men whom God uses for work in his kingdom are really servants called to bring men to belief in Christ. God had given each minister a particular work, ability, and ministry which he used with the word to bring the Corinthians to salvation. The emphasis is on God. As John wrote in his uh, gospel concerning John the Baptist... There was a man sent from God whose name was John. So what does that mean? Well, I like this preacher. They're a man or woman sent from God 
whose name is. What does that mean? That means we don't worship natural things. People do this. They get infatuated with a gifting and forget the giver of the gift. Amen. So mature people do what? They're able to, it doesn't matter how it's being delivered, they're able to delineate between personality and natural things and get down into the substance of what's being said, which is where the real critique should take place. The real critique should not be in skinny jeans, smoke machines, what's the rest of it? What is it? Fog machines. Sorry, not smoke. That would be bad. (laughs) You know. People say, well, oh, have you been over and experienced the worship at such and such a place or this or that? What is the substance? You say, are you against this church? That would be kind of counterintuitive to what we're teaching, don't you think? That's not the issue. The issue is what is being said. We had some teachers at Ramah. My goodness, they tested your ability to stay awake. (laughs) And they're Bible school teachers. Brian McCallum. Cooper Beatty. I know you struggled with Cooper Beatty. I know. (laughs) I did too. I just, you know. But men of God. Come on. We had Brian McCallum. Brian McCallum was so monotone. Love the man of God. He's in heaven now. He was one of the original pilots in the SR-71. Yeah. Do you know that jet actually lengthened in flight? It's amazing. Okay, we got to get off that. All right, so. You that are pilots, you know over in this section. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 12 will end here. Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 12. Paul goes at it one more time. I want to give you a third example here, and then next week we'll get into what emotions are. For though by this time, he said in verse 12, you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need what? Milk, not solid food. Again, I want to go back to this because I want to emphasize this. Paul understood there was no point to go on to solid food if milk had not been received. Do you know sometimes we try to go on to subjects or we think in our mind, I'd like to know about this. And so we start going down a path where the Lord's going, no, 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 come come all the way back here. You need to understand your righteousness first. You need to have a better working understanding of your righteousness. A better working, operating understanding of your righteousness. And people say, well, I need to get set free. You don't understand. I need to study deliverance. No, no, no. You need to go back and study your righteousness. Well, that's not, the, that's not what I need, though. What I need is, no, no, no. You need milk. No, no, I want meat. No, you need milk. Come on, what do little kids do in the natural? What do they do? And we even encourage it. And it's, we should because we're speaking by faith. But what does a four-year-old say to a two-year-old? I'm big. Look at me. I'm big. I'm big. Now, this is going to be funny, but hang with me. 
We do this in the spirit. I'm big. I'm big. <laughs> Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I'm big. Okay? Four-year-old has another four-year-old take the toy away from them. What do they do? <gasps> so they're not as, as they thought they were. Spiritual children. The pastor looked at me funny. <laughs> you didn't know the pastor had gas. <laughs> they were trying to smile, but it just wasn't happening. So <laughs> the greater is he that was in me, all of a sudden... We really know where we are. Right? You're never going to forget that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we must not get in a hurry in our spiritual development. Amen? But we do need to drill down on what the Lord wants us to drill down on. And people sometimes, they think, they do, they, they, they've, especially in our circles, and I mean by, by our circles, I know there's different denominational backgrounds represented here, and I get that. But especially in like, and I'm going to be hard on the Word of Faith Pentecostal people, because that's kind of my background. Okay, I was raised four square, I was in the Assemblies of God, and I went to a, what they call the Word of Faith school, okay? But we we can we really tend to think that what's important is what our denomination emphasizes. And what's important is all of this. So I can lay hands on you and the anointing will go into you. You'll feel the power. You may fall over. It's so strong. It feels that strong to you. I've had, I had a person come up one time. I love this. This is just so much fun to me. It's the fun parts of, of these things. All right, I'm closing this down, so I'll stop. Because I know we got to go. But I'll ha I've had people come up, and it's their first time coming up. I'll give an altar call for something, a, you know, a deliverance or, or something like that, prayer for something. Somebody will come up. And we've had people over. I was standing over here, and this person was standing there with me and Heidi, and they looked at me, and they said, they said, oh, you know, and the presence of God is just thick. You know, it's, he's here now. Did you know that? Do you know we don't even have to sing a slow song or a fast song for you to feel him? Uh, just letting you know. Okay, anyway, so <clears throat> the anointing works anywhere, right, Johnny? Whether you feel it or not. Yeah, it does because it's in you. So this person came up, and they're, they're standing there, and they're shaking and crying. And the person looked at me and Heidi and says, I apologize. I'm not normally like this. Well, you're not normally in this atmosphere. But when the presence of God comes strong, you sense him. Listen to me. Those of you that have experienced this and you felt like you went away and didn't get anything or that it came back, or it didn't take place. Listen to me very carefully. 
everything that God said and the power you felt was right and real. What I need to teach you to do is walk by faith once you leave. So that you don't just follow feeling, you follow truth. People say, yeah, but when the Spirit of God's moving, I don't like all these emotional Christians. If you're not, if you don't jump in on the emotion, you could stand to repent and do a little bit of it. And I'm not going to apologize. I don't care if you're German, Norwegian, Scottish, Irish. I don't care what you're, well, we're just not given to that. You know, we, Rick and I have talked about this. You know, you know, we just, I wasn't raised that way. Well, maybe you were raised wrong. <laughs> Did you ever consider that? We didn't show a lot of emotion in our house. Or maybe you did and it was just the wrong kind. Right? But if we learn to live from our spirit and not from how we feel, and learn to resist the enemy constantly trying to invade us with wrong thoughts and invade our minds, which then invades our emotion, and we end up in... in uh, in a dysfunction that we shouldn't as believers. Do you know you can go home and go and take a nap this afternoon after you fill your belly and lay down and not think once whether a person likes you or not. You can, watch this, you can love them whether they like you or not. Because you have Christ in you. Do you know Jesus never fought the religious leaders? Do you know Jesus, even in his strongest rebukes to the religious leaders, it was because he wanted them saved. Not because he was like, yeah, you're the first one I'm sending to hell, buddy. That's not what the Lord was doing. Even when he said, you travel over land and sea and make people twice the son of hell as you. He said that to the religious leaders. He wasn't doing that to try and get at them in an argument or win the argument. He's not trying to win an argument. He's trying to win a lost soul. And so the more we have stability in our soul the more the resurrection will function properly through our soul. And we'll stop trying to make the Baptists believe like we do. We'll just love them. Come on. We'll stop trying to make others do it the way we do it. We'll just say, oh, do you need help? We'll help you. What is going to win people over? It's not that we avoid truth. That's not the issue. But how? Am I delivering what I'm saying? What? Come on, this will help your marriage go to another level. Just say it. Say that exactly what you were going to say, even if it's contradictory. Just, just dump grace all over it. And love. And, and instead of going, well, oh yeah, your parents are just as dumb as mine. Yeah, Heidi just looked at her mom and goes, we don't do that. <laughs> In, this, is what, this is stuff that the Lord deals with me with because I'm, I can talk. 
Have you noticed? <laughs> I've always been able to say things in such a way that it, you can, it just is an, an ability that I have to speak. But that doesn't mean I should. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Carnal, immature believers just spit out whatever they feel and think right away. Mature believers go, I really don't like the way they said that to me, but slow down. What are we after? Lord, I need to go to the closet here and put on some patient tones, some I probably need to add some kindness too, Lord. And then it must be winter, so I'm going to layer some gentleness on there. And come on, self-control. That's why Peter said what? He said, brethren, love, fervently love one another. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.